0: All right, good morning, everyone. Good to see you guys. Um, Let's start with worship. If you'd like to stand and join us. Hey, we don't have a drummer today, but if you'd like to clap, please. and sore Jesus ready stands to save you full of pity love and power come ye thirsty come and welcome God's free bounty Glorify true belief and true repentance. Every grace that brings you nigh, I will arise and go to Jesus. He will embrace me in His arms and in the arms of my dear Savior. Oh, there are ten thousand. Come, ye weary, heavy laden, lost and ruined by the fall. If you tarry till you're better, you will never. And in the arms of my dear Savior, oh, there are ten thousand charms. I will arise and go to Jesus, He will embrace me in his arms, and in the eyes of my dear Savior, oh, there are Ten thousand charms. Oh, there are ten thousand charms. quiet in the stillness I know that you are God in the secret of your presence I know I am restored when you call I won't refuse each new None but jesus crucified to set me free now i live to bring him praise in the chaos confusion i know you're sovereign still Most my weakness you give me grace to do your will when you call i won't delay this my song through all my days there's no one else there is no one crucified to set me free. Now I live to bring him praise. There is no one else for me, none but Jesus. Crucified to set me free. Now I live to You guys can have a seat.
1: Good morning, church. Uh, my name is Maddie Marshall, and um, I have the pleasure of leading testimony time, and so this is the time in service where we get to hear from one another as the body in Christ where we're seeing God at work. So this is probably one of my favorite times of the service, Um, just to be encouraged and um, yeah, to encourage one another. And so um, for those online, you can drop your name in the chat. Uh, Somebody will alert me and uh, we can highlight you and you can share so you can be with us. Um, If you are in person and have something you'd like to share, you can, come on up, I believe is what we're doing now, and and share to encourage us. So, yeah, come on up.
2: Hi, everyone. Um, you might see me as familiar from last service was my first service actually at this church. Um, last week I was facing a little bit of a health crisis. I, uh, I had what they thought was a tumor on my neck. Um, and I had a scan last Saturday and then my follow-up with the doctor was Monday and he could not find anything, um, tumor-like or anything, uh, cancerous on my neck. Um, and I just wanted to just say thank thank you for everyone that prayed for me. Um, Thank you for being with me and just giving me encouragement that day because I was a mess. Um, But I'm so grateful for God and his love and I just really feel like he saved me that day. Um, I'm still struggling with a lot of mental health issues and chronic illness, but I just feel at peace at this moment, and I'm just very grateful for everyone here. So thank you. Katie. What is it, Katie? Katie, thank you for sharing so much.
1: Thank you, Katie. Oh, loud. Thank you so much for sharing, so encouraging. Yeah, who else? Um, I can share one, it's not my story, but um, it's a friend of mine um so a friend of mine her husband has been battling cancer so this is a cancer story um and uh her whole family was praying and believing he had like stage four like multiple kinds of cancers and it's been um yeah just really hard on their family and um he they they believed that he would be healed um and just prayed and yeah just incredible like enduring faith uh, in the midst of really dark circumstances. And um, he went to be with the Lord um, this past Wednesday. Um, And what I think is so cool and where I saw God at work was her six-year-old son, I'm gonna misquote it, her six-year-old son said, what was it? It's not up. He said, um, Mom, I think God, helped you believe that he would be healed because now he's healed in heaven. And I just thought that was so powerful coming from a six-year-old of like, cause that's true, right? It's like we might see healing and God showing up like he does for Katie in this life, but we know for sure like healing is coming for those who are in Christ there. He is experiencing no more pain, no more sadness, no more sorrow. And so just the hope and seeing that through the eyes of a six-year-old, I think was just really powerful. Um, this Packers week, so that's where I saw God at work this week. Any others, big or small? Let me know if I'm missing anyone online, too. (laughs) Great. I'll pray and we'll continue with our worship. Um, God, thanks uh, that you are all-knowing. God, that you are a God who um, can heal. God, thank you for um, Katie and her um, scan coming back uh, clear. Lord, we thank you, um, yeah, for that hope. We ask that you would continue to provide her healing with her chronic illness and those things. Um, Lord, would you continue to uphold my friend's family as they go through grief and loss. And thank you, um, yeah, for the hope that, um, yeah, that he, lives in heaven, um, free of his pain and sickness. And so we can rejoice in that hope. Um, Yeah, that there is coming a day when death and pain and sickness will be no more. And so thanks, God, for who you are. Thanks for each person here. Um, Help us to hear what you have to say for us today. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: Thank you guys for sharing. Um, This next song, it's, might be new, but it's pretty simple. Um, I invite you to sing it together. Um, it's easy to lose sight of um, the value of God in, in our lives. So Here's how this goes. Lord, you are more precious than silver. sleep than go Lord you are more beautiful than diamonds and nothing I desire compares with you precious than silver. Lord, you are more costly desire.
3: Sandra and I have your announcements. I'm welcoming you to, G- to Genesis. I was saying Jesus, but welcome to Jesus too. <laughs> um, please take a moment and let us know you're here by filling out the digital connection card on our website the physical, or the physical green card in the pew. If you are new to Genesis, you can text new to Genesis, all one word, to 94000. You can place that physical green card in the wooden box that's at the back of the sanctuary. This is also where you can place your offering if you brought it with you. Thank you to all who give online or through text. And speaking of uh, offering, our budget was affirmed. We thank you so very much for affirming it. Um, You can help a family in Detroit in need for celebrating Thanksgiving by providing a Thanksgiving meal. A box of love feeds a family of six and is an expression of God's love. Crew provides inner city churches with a practical way to share the gospel with their community. Join us this year in providing 1500 boxes of love. There are flyers in the back. So the flyers are these papers. So on the back, it tells you what you need to do, tells you a little bit more about it. There's a table outside that'll have those on there for you. Sign up today for a small group The next five-week series signs-ups are at the table. And near where you find this flyer, you will find the sign-up table for the small groups. And then we have a workshop with our resident peacemaker, Dan Buttry, And it will be October the 22nd from 9 to 1030. It is called Valuing Relationships in Hard Conversations. Knowing how to be courageous, kind, and curious as we follow Jesus in a polarizing culture. Mark your calendar to join us here in the lobby. Um, At this time, I'm to release the middle school and everyone else to connection. Don't forget to sign up for a small group if you aren't in one yet.
4: Donuts. Good morning. Well, it's great to be with you this morning. If you go out into the lobby, and if you're you're new, we have we have stories on there, stories that we tell to remind ourselves of what we celebrate, and and we have values on the wall that continue to remind us of how we live, what we care about, how we journey together in life. And so we've been talking through those to remind each other and to celebrate them as we have one more value. We have seven, and only six are out there, the new value board. Well, if the value of mending the world gets affirmed today, which I believe it will, uh, we'll add a seventh board out there and it's getting created right now today we're on the value of hearing and, and doing and so the behind me on the screen is the wording of this value and so if you would please read this with me hearing and doing we'll give Nasha a minute as she is There we go, there is the value. So the value is hearing and doing. Would you read it with me please? Hearing and doing. At the heart of following Jesus is hearing his words and then acting on them. We believe that it is our birthright to hear from our good father and that life is more adventurous and robust when we say yes and respond to what we hear. Now this language can be very disconcerting for people for the idea of using the literal word hearing the auditory sense of that. And so if you take this value completely literal meaning that the audible voice of God is regularly speaking to us and out loud to hear then you might be sitting here saying I have never heard God speak. But when we use the word hearing, yes, it can be audible, but I assume that's probably percent, not audibly. But the hearing is sensory. In the same way that I can see things and hear. In the same way, so when we say hearing, it is, that is a metaphor. It's a metaphor for communication. It's a metaphor for stimulus, for perceiving, to know that using all of everything that is in this world to sense that God is longing to commune with us, to get our attention, to add clarity. And so that's what this value is about. This value is about a God who gets our attention, who speaks to us in ways. And that speaking directs and moves us to orient our living in different ways. And so that's the one we want to look at today. At the heart of this there was a teaching in, of Jesus in Matthew 7 and he, and he says things like this in Matthew 7 verses 7 and 8. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. And this was in a reference to Jesus talking about praying. And so there's this encouragement in this one about hearing and doing to say, keep on asking. Have a hunger to ask God, to open our mouths and ask God questions. About who God is and who we are. About the world and direction and where you go. Keep on knocking. Keep on seeking. Those doors, those answers, what you're asking for. There will be answers. So when we put this value out here, if we find trouble with this value or these teachings, it's because Jesus created the trouble. Jesus said, I have things to teach you so as we said this value is more than literal absolutely you can hear the literal voice of god have i had a moment in that way no when i hear god it sounds a lot like an idea popping in my head it sounds a lot like my own voice in my head but it doesn't sound like my own voice it sounds different there's a way of sensing And it feels like God. And so this is where this this value is almost a bit nebulous, but in a way, how do you know the voice of God? You know it by hearing it and continuing to hear it. And I wanna propose today that this is not supernatural. It's natural. It's in the created order of things. That's when we use the language of birthright. It is natural to hear but you can get it wrong. So how many of you in your relationships perceive all that is going on in those relationships? How many in your workplaces step in there and are hearing and perceiving all that they are communicating to you? How many of you who have roommates are able to pick up and perceive everything that they are saying beyond words? How about for those of you who have been married, or dating, are you perceiving everything that they're saying, even when they're saying it, or the way they're communicating with your children? Are you perceiving everything that they are putting out there naturally into the world? No, but they are communicating. If communication, have you heard the stats like about what's verbal and what's nonverbal, supposedly, 70% 70% of communication is nonverbal. Has anybody else heard a different number for that? If so, keep it to yourself because you don't correct me in front of others. <laughs> Just kidding. But there's some number about it being nonverbal. And so if, if that is the case, that the majority of communication is nonverbal, how about God? Can God communicate nonverbally? He has created us to sense the world, each other. And we can pick up, and and each of us have been gifted in a little bit different ways in the way we sense things. But absolutely, this value is about a birthright to hear from God. It sounds mystical, but it's natural. This last week I was listening to Fresh Air on NPR on Thursday. That comes on at noon. I don't know if you guys, any of you, heard this. Um, Terry Gross, I believe is her name. She was interviewing Ed Young, who was a COVID reporter, but and and he won a he won all awards for for doing reporting on COVID. But he's like, I gotta give joy. <laughs> he's like, I gotta do something different. So he wrote a book, uh, and this book. It's called, um, he was a writer for the Atlantic. His new book is about how animals, their senses allow them to perceive sounds, smells, sights, echoes, magnetic fields, and more that humans are incapable of perceiving with their senses. So the book is called An Immense World. How animal senses reveal the hidden realms around us. And it was fascinating. It was beautiful. And when you hear about these animals, and for those of you who might have young kids, you've watched Wild crats and they talk about echolocation with bats and dolphins. And the way that dolphins through this echolocation can send out these noises in water and can tell what's around them and can communicate to them. And they can even sense... Um, hard things and animals potentially where like the bladder is or what's going on in animals through echolocation and bats can do this too but is only a few feet in front of them where they will sense the movement of moths through sending out reverberations in this world and there are certain animals that automatically can sense the magnetic fields in this world so they know which direction to go the common birds because we can only see um, up to violet and our colors from red to violet, but most animals can see ultraviolet and beyond. And so we look at ordinary birds, and we look at them, we cannot distinguish the males from the females, but these animals, there's a whole realm of communication that is happening with them with ultraviolet markings that are on their feathers to distinguish the sexes and ultraviolet markings that are on flowers that help bees and animals know where to get it. And all of this sounds supernatural, But it's natural, and it's beautiful, and it's amazing. And some of us might have the idea that God might as well be communicating through echolocation or ultraviolet light because we seem to not have the tools to be able to hear it. But this value is just encouragement to us all that says how you do, And this is not at a fault of your own. Many of us have to be taught to perceive, have to be open to perceive. We haven't been taught to do so. This value is about what is natural, of a God that wants to communicate with us and do so. I love this value. Is it a bit dangerous? Oh, absolutely. Have you known people who have wounded you or harmed you by saying they spoke for God? There's been a whole bunch of wackos out there who have said things like, God told me I need a million dollars and I'm not going to eat until I get it. Uh, I think back in the 80s and 90s, there was like this movement of, of men using the voice of God in order to um, lure in the fe- their females that they wanted by saying, well, God told me we're going to get married. And so many have used this to abuse. And so, yeah, there's this level of it it being cautious in that way. Uh, We don't use this to abuse. This is a gift of God to love us. So for those who are able to perceive, to those who are comfortable with this language, and I tell you it's not arrogant to say that you believe you've heard from God because it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with God who's good. And who wants to communicate. So it's not about anyone being awesome or enlightened or anointed or fabulous or famous or whatever it is. It has nothing to do with that. But it has everything to do with a God who wants to be known. Wants to communicate. And wants us to know it. And we can get it wrong. It's okay. But there is such joy and goodness and getting it right in the same text that i read about when jesus was saying ask seek knock then he uses analogy of a good father now right we bring those words up those analogies up some of us have had some bad scenarios of not good fathers but we know a good father when we see one in a movie and we're like oh and we begin to cry because we didn't have that one but a good father knows how to give good gifts. God knows how to speak and give us good gifts of what God is wanting to say to us. So that's what this value is about. So I want to encourage you it's normal, it may feel supernatural. We've put it in the mystical, but we want to put it back in the normal. God speaks. And God just doesn't speak to people who claim to be Christian or whatever title you have. God speaks and communicates to everyone who's listening, perceiving, willing to. Because that's who God is. And this is our value. Let me take it again to this words of the value. So um, I, I don't want to say this value is only a metaphor of hearing, there are some literal hearings and, and the value says that we want to be in tune to the words of Jesus. And Jesus had physical words that were written down. There was documented stories and teachings and parables and, and all this that we, that we read into in order to discern. Jesus, what were you saying? And and commands and instructions that Jesus gave like love your neighbor it's better to give than receive forgive those who have wronged you lots of different instructions that Jesus has given and so Jesus at the end of this uh, one of the longest sermons that he gives in Matthew it's called the Sermon on the Mount and at the end of it Jesus says this in Matthew 7 anyone who listens to my teaching and follows as wise like a person who builds a house on solid rock though the rain comes in torrents and the flood waters rise and the winds beat against the house it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock so there there is a sense that when we talk about hearing from God there are literal stories and teachings of Jesus that we could say we've heard from Jesus Jesus said the greatest command was to love God and to love others oh I've heard from Jesus So absolutely, those things you can take, but there's more. Some of you have heard in different places, no, 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 God only speaks in the Bible. Nothing outside of it. I I think that's a control method to control people. Jesus himself said there was more to be said. So it's not just literal, and it's not just what's in the Bible. Because we know the Bible's pretty crazy. But Jesus taught a lot of different things and speaks to those words. But there's more. There's more than just those stories, than just what Jesus taught. And Jesus himself says this. This is in John 16, when Jesus is speaking to his disciples and had been teaching them. And they were the ones who got the first-hand account of all these stories, of all these parables, of all the insights that all of us would have been intrigued to the I wish I could have sat in in that fire to round that fire with them. But then Jesus says this, there is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, and Jesus is referencing this gift of God, the spirit of God, the breath of God, when this comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. Jesus is saying, there is more than you can bear right now, so when I go away, I'm going to give you the Spirit, and the Spirit is going to guide you and lead you into truth. And so the million-dollar question for all of us is, how does he do that? Because this is what we're promised. This is what we're told. This is what this value is about. I have more to tell you. I have more to guide you. I have more truth to unfold for you not truth so you can oppress other people, not truth so you can belittle other people, but a guidance of your life that would bring you comfort that would lead you to life. That's the more. And so as we embrace this value about hearing from God, we're trying to say, oh, how does God guide us? And how does God lead us to this truth? And God uses every sensory um, experience, emotion, language, nudges, promptings, dreams, ideas, thoughts, uh, uh, all of it. The conversations with each other, billboards, music, the created world in nature, the Bible, different people and their stories. He uses all of it to communicate to us. And we're all just discerning and trying to perceive, God, what are you saying? But I believe it starts with asking that million dollar question. God, what are you saying? What are you saying to me? I mean, it was so beautiful, Katie, as you shared your story in here, which I love. I love that you're here. Um, I love that you were willing to step up and shout out among a group of strangers in this moment of great, fear and turmoil and then to share the story of of some relief but also you're still in the trial but in all of these things we're all trying to ask that million dollar question god what are you saying to me what are what are you wanting to say to me and so we want to invite you to be asking that question to make that the question of a god who wants to speak to you in all areas of your life Whatever season you might be in, God, what are you wanting to say to me? And sometimes you may want to hear that, and other times you don't want to hear it, so you don't want to ask it. Or maybe you're afraid of wondering what God will say. But God is good, kind, and gracious. And the number of times that God has spoken into my, wants to speak over me and my identity, or about my destiny, showing me the gold in life, showing me the beauty in life, is more. That we don't have a God who's accusing, who's undermining, a God who's not wanting to cut the legs out from us. But so often we're, we're, we've been duped in thinking the voice of God is accusational. Or the voice of God sounds like this. <sighs> Wish you were doing a little bit better. You could have done that, right? Like, like you're not enough. That's, the, that's an accuser. Anything that's filled with accusation, condemnation, or shame is not God's voice. And so part of us is just learning to perceive those voices that are not God's. Oh, that's not God's voice. And it takes some learning. I want to share a few people in our community who kind of live this out the hearing and doing part of trying to discern and with them I don't think any of them actually heard anything audibly they all sensed and acted and I could not I can't tell you if they got it right I don't know but when I look at it it looks good right it's like I'm glad they said yes because this is beautiful This is good. So let me share some stories. Well, let me share just one of mine. um, Of hearing. And and to be honest, um, I haven't done much doing. Because that's the part. We hear and then we act on it. So uh, a year ago in November, I went to Missouri with my family for my my ex-stepdad's. Family, right if I get into the family tree dynamics I'll lose you all but I have a hundred year old grandma I went to the party and we were in Missouri and while we were there some nieces and nephews we took this picture um, so I got this picture of this fence this is a, um, this is Jackson Missouri and there's cows and um, I know that's not all that but we took the nieces and nephews my nieces and other nephews live in LA right so they don't see cows um, and Harvest doesn't really see cows all that much either. So we were in Jackson, Missouri, went out to that fence and we were taking pictures. It was sunset, it was November, it's beautiful. Um, and, I was, and I was thinking about it. And so we had this picture of my nieces and nephews, and we got this close up of, of Harvest, or more of just him on that. That's my eldest son. He's seven now, but he was sitting on this fence, and the sun is just right, and we're in Missouri, and there's cows and hay. What could be per- more perfect? And I had this overwhelming feel- feeling in that moment where I just wanted to speak over him. I wanted to tell him about his name and why we named him it. I wanted to, I wanted to fill him up with life. If there was anything good, I wanted to be life-giving, right? Do you know with our words, you can, you can give death? and you can give life. I wanted to give him life. I wanted to speak blessing over him. I just wanted to let him know uh, what I saw in him and how I delighted in him. And I just felt that intensely on this fence. Why? I don't know. I did. And I, I remembered it. I recalled it. I sensed, that. I took a picture of it, and I pondered it. And I'm I'm listening to this song, and there's some words come up, and I hear this idea pop into my head that sounds, that idea for me, I've recognized it at times, and I'll call that idea God. This thought pops into my head. And it was so sort of, it's happened a number of times that I have a way of like, oh, that's familiar. And this, this, what I'm calling God, said I wanna do that for you. Will you go to the fence? Now, I was very uncomfortable with that message that popped into my head. That's a very kind message because I know the intense feelings and the goodness I'm feeling for my son, so I know exactly where it's originating. And so I hear this idea of God wanting to do that for me and I was filled with overwhelming emotion, but also filled with some hesitancy. Like, I'm good. <laughs> right? Which is utter bullcrap, <laughs> Right, which is like of, of, of anything that I would say I need the most, it's that. I, I, a God who would be like, let me speak over you what I see. Would any in here be like, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. I need that too. And to be like, well, why didn't you? I, I don't know. I'm partly scared. It feels so foreign to me. It was so absent. I don't know what to do with it. And so here's what's so cool about God. God doesn't coerce. God doesn't belittle. God isn't like, ooh, missed your chance, Bo." Good for you, you're a real jacked up kid, right? Get your crap together. No, boy, the invitation is always there. It's like, come to the fence. Now for me, that's, a, that, that's something in my imagination. I have an idea of what that looks like. I've done some therapy, and in and, and my therapy, they've placed me in places where you just kind of sit and you make yourself open. Um, and that's still the invitation for me. So I've heard this, and so the doing for me is to find room, to actually go to that place, to sit with the Father and let God say whatever God wants to say. So that's what hearing and doing looks like. I need it. And so I've taken a picture of this. I've written down it all. I've documented. I have a friend in Jim Nazinski who is one of my dearest friends and, and he keeps track. He's like anything that he senses or perceives or catches his attention, he writes it out and he's got this list called Todoist. It's, it's, a, it's an organizational tool where you write down all the things that you want to do as next steps. And he has these for everything he's heard from God. And he's pulled a guy, myself, and this guy named Tony in with it. And we can see this for each other and so anytime we perceive anything we make it and we write it down because he because jim pushes this and he says this bo 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 if you don't write it down you don't value it if you don't document it you're not going to keep a hold of it and what is more valuable than communication from god is there anything in this world and that may be a little bit hyperbole but you, but but yes it's super valuable Jesus said to himself he said um, this he says to those who listen to my teaching or revelation more understanding will be given and they will have an abundance of knowledge it's like those who are listening are gonna get more because you're tuned in so this is how it works just being tuned in to all these different things and writing it down and asking what was that about What was that emotion about what was that thought about what was that fantasy in my head about what was that anger about Uh, what was that word about when I read that story and what right all it's just asking questions being curious and grabbing hold of anything that grabs our perceptions and believing that God wants to speak because God's a good father knows how to give good gifts to lead us into a vibrant life I'm gonna eventually go to the fence post, right? I'm gonna eventually go to that fence. I, I know I've been like, ah, oh, go, go, go. I'm going to because I know it's good. But for me, by being honest with you about my hesitance in it, there's something in that that God wants to speak to me about, right? Some deep wounds and I don't, and there's moments when you're like, I don't wanna go there yet, right? Do you know that feeling where you're just like, I'm not ready to go after that. God does not coerce us, but still loves us so much, even when our answers are not yet, not ready yet. A friend of mine, Deb McCormick, she was just in a, Deb, I don't think Deb's here right now, but she might be listening. She was in a super stressful situation where she, she and her family, where, and this happened, I don't know, a few weeks ago, and I just loved it. But she was like sharing it with me, because we uh, meet in the mornings uh, on Zoom. We, we do some praying and listening and read the scriptures. Anybody who wants to do that, we do it from 9 to 9.30, Monday through Friday on Zoom. Deb jumps in on that, and at the end of it, she was just sharing about a really tense situation that she was like, if I speak out my mind, I may hurt people that I love. But if I don't speak what I'm seeing, it may hurt them really bad in the future. So what do I do? And so we're like, sounds really hard, Deb. All right, want." ask God, <laughs> right, because, right, ask God. I don't know, and so Deb's on people, who does? And God directed her, and was like, here's what I want you to do in order to love these relationships, and here's the way that I want you to speak about this hard thing, and she doesn't. That's what hearing and doing looks like. Does she hear an audible voice? No, but this idea came in as she was asking, and she responded to it, but she asked ask and you'll receive not like a genie it's relational Uh, i love the stories of liz taylor who she was she was an elder and we we nominate different people in our community in order to serve this body to care for each other they're not any more holy or anything than that but we they're just people that we trust and and they're here to help serve and walk with us and liz was one of those in our community and then all of a sudden she was like you know what i i'm not supposed to be this anymore and she said because i i need to help i'm going to start coaching track Um, she lives in detroit and she's going to start coaching track at one of the schools in the area so i'm going to stop being um, an elder and i'm going to start coaching track and i feel like god is the one who's telling me to do this and every one of us are like, absolutely. Well done, Liz. Go do that. The hearing and doing. Because it, it guides and directs us. It, it was directing her. Not only in her doing, but also in her stopping. Of stop doing. You don't need to do this. Do this. One of the other stories, too. It's one of my favorites from this year. is Bonnie, who's one of our current elders. And she's serving upstairs. And if you heard Bonnie. So we, we allow our community to pick. We're like, who do you think should be uh, a, a one who can just help serve this body in a volunteer role of loving and caring? And, and people nominated Bonnie. And when Bonnie was nominated, she shared the story. And she was like, oh, man, I don't know if I want that. And she kept saying no, just immediately. She's like, no, nah, it's not for me. And three times, I think you have to ask Bonnie. She, she thought she sent emails that said, I'm to decline right now. No, this isn't for me. But every time she thought she sent it to those who were leading the process with our community, she kept on just sending it back to her husband. And then when there'd be a little bit of quiet, she would listen. Vonnie grew up in a context that that was limiting for women. That said, you can't do this. But God was saying you can. This is where it gets messy. This is where some people find that conflict. We believe and affirm, we've seen God and through the stories, we believe that God is saying, yeah, Bonnie, you can do this. And so God, even though the, the, the immediate was like, you can't do this and other people have spoken this out to you and said, here's the confines of what you can and cannot do. And this is one that you can't. And yet you step into a community where somebody has said, we see Bonnie in this way, we think she'd be great at it. And then Bonnie's wrestling. Because she's like, hey, I think it's great that you all think that of me. But what Bonnie wanted to do was like, God, what do you think? What do you think? And so part of this value is people who are like, God, if you, if you tell me, I'll do it. I'll try. (laughs) I'll try to do it. And so God kept on affirming this for Bonnie. Do this. Guiding her and teaching her. So eventually she said yes. I'm so happy she did. It's just a gift to this community. A trusted voice. Humble, kind, and caring. That's what hearing God looks like. It sometimes conflicts with things you thought you have heard from others who have said, nope. Uh, the last one the last story with this is jill sykes jill shared this because jill um and you can hear Jill. jill went to school to be a writer that's what her degree is in but then she has found herself by the move of god and from hearing from god uh helping out with a nonprofit called humble designs in detroit that takes um interior design people and helps folks on the on the poverty line who are going into housing for the first or second time whatever it might be and designing those spaces to be beautiful and good so freaking cool it's so cool so if you're interested in hearing more about humble designs it's beautiful it's awesome and jill's a part of that but she had all this training right all this school of like oh uh, that was in writing and and there was and i think when you told the story last week there was like this whisper of god being like hey i've 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 given you this i'm not done with this yet Like some sort of um, perception that there was more with this. Jill says something to Nate about that perception. Hey, I've got this. I'm a writer. I think there's something for me. And so we, we were writing some stuff. So we're starting a new small group, a group kind of conversation and teaching on belonging. And so Nate was like, hey, should ask Jill to write this. And I was like, sounds like a great idea. Um, And we asked Jill and she wrote it. And so that's what hearing and doing sounds like. Perceiving and stepping in and then saying, oh, I I got this idea and maybe it will lead to something. And so graciously, Jill perceived what she thought to be God in the way that she perceived, heard that, responded to it by telling someone And that initiated more activity. And what's the outcome for it? We don't know. We We just love that value being lived out. And I know that so many of you guys are living this out. And so my encouragement for us all is may we be more open to all of our senses to ask God, what are you saying to me? And create space to listen. And be unapologetic to take hold and listen to whatever you hear. I have some friends who have just a few questions if you wanna, if you wanna ask of God. I think some of the coolest questions and the hardest ones now, you, you know me, I might struggle with this question too, but for those of you who are willing just to be like, I'll, I'll test this. Well, ask God what he thinks of you. Ask God if he's in you. Seems to be a promise that Jesus said that he'd be in us. Ask God is near to you. Take notice what you hear, what it sounds like, where it's coming from, so you can discern the voice of God, and I believe that you'll be able to. So that's this value of hearing and doing. So Father, you're a good God who knows how to speak. And so, for anyone who's taken off balance by this, or one who um, who feels like they're on the outside of this, unable to hear, would you lighten that burden from their shoulders? That you see no, you see no, no foul in them. You see nothing. they they're not a disappointment. So would you lighten that and be gracious and just make it easy for them to perceive in a way that they haven't been able to? Would you grant them the freedom and the joy to potentially listen differently and to take hold of what you're saying? For those who have heard and are finding themselves spooked by what they're hearing would you give us grace like me that we might say yes thank you god amen so it's 11 and we're going to do something right now because we've talked through all of the values And um, we're gonna affirm these values right now, but we're gonna need some movement. So if you're on Facebook um, or on Zoom, you're gonna need a drink and something to eat. We're gonna do communion right at the end. And so for those of you who are virtual, grab something to drink and grab a piece of bread or roll, whatever you have, it it does not matter. Now for those here in the room, we have, some sparkling lime juice or limeade and sparkling apple cider and so we want you to grab one of these um and we've got sorry for those who are virtual we've got these like cinnamon sugar donuts so we need to grab a donut too you need to grab a donut um you can do a half of a donut if you need to all right but um we need you to grab, grab some, hand them out, come up here and grab this. And then we've got this sheet right there where David is of all of our values. So you need a piece of paper, you need a drink, and you need a portion of a donut. Everybody understand what is required of you at this moment? You need a sheet of paper that's underneath that tripod. You need a donut, and you need a drink here. And so come on forward, grab them, grab some of that. We'll get transitioned. We're going to affirm our values together. We're going to drink some sparkling juice, and we're going to eat a portion of a donut. It's going to be a good time. You know, when he said bats only see with, with echolocation, three feet in front of them, it's more like between six feet. Because I I looked, when I heard him say that, that sounds really weird. That was a great show. You were listening into that? Yeah, that was a great show. We're doing good. We're almost ready. You can eat a little bit of your donut if you want. You just need one bite for the end. I mean, if you want it, one bite for the end. I mean, then it's up to you. The sparkling apple cider was definitely what people were up for. Just so you're wondering. If you're ever hosting something, do people want Sparkling Limeade or Apple Cider, Apple Cider wins. But it is kind of Michigan, right? That does seem weird with this. I'm filling time and it could get really dangerous, I'm sorry. So we're so close here. Jerry, you didn't get, does did anybody have half of their a- apple cider they're willing to share with Jerry? Because you can't do lime, you don't want lime? No, we got to, Jerry, you need something because you couldn't eat the gluten donut. Oh. So I need somebody willing to drink limeade. I'll take the limeade. You got it? Uh, thank you. Jerry, we need you in this. It doesn't count if you don't drink it. <laughs> nothing was put in this <laughs> this is from Trader Joe's I promise it got weird there for a second I apologize all right so we've got these values and we just take a moment every year to remind ourselves what they're about and to encourage us and say this is who we want to be We want people who believe this and who live into this and so we want to take a moment to, to acknowledge them and in some way and say yes to them. Yeah, I, I want to live this. This is how I want to live. This is how I would choose to live. This isn't some like arbitrary rules uh, of something. No, this is how we want to live. And so we, we invite you um, to do this with us. So we, we call it um, a covenant. It's just sort of binding arms together and saying, let's live this way. So this, this is not binding as a marriage or anything, even though I, I am allowed to marry people. And it um, doesn't bind you, um, not, not in any kind of formal structure. But in essence, it does. It binds us in community, in mutuality, in mutual dependence of each other. It binds us in the best way of being bound to one another. Uh, the word could be in a, co- a collective. A group of people going after the same things. This is not about this thing called Genesis. This, this is about us as a people. And so that's what we're sort of just marking here. A different kind of collective going after a common goal. We might all express the common goal a bit differently. Some might say the common goal might be of loving God and loving others, being a blessing in this world, participating in the movement of God. Lots of different language, but we want to go towards God's good in this world. Jesus used the language of the kingdom of God coming. That's what Nate talked about last week when we talked about mending the world. God's good breaking in now and in the fullness later. So we long to be that kind of collective henry Nouwen wrote in a christian community everything depends upon whether each individual is an indispensable link in a chain only when even the smallest link is securely interlocked is that chain unbreakable there was an author who was writing a book on a portion of belonging and they said this statement that I just had to write down. Each part of the community would have agency to affect the whole. This is what, I, I said, I think that was and, but that was actually Dietrich Bonhoeffer who, who wrote that quote. And they went into that quote and they were saying, each part of the community would have agency to affect the whole. The community's survival would depend upon each link. It's almost like this statement was being said over all of us in this way. We don't just welcome you or accept you, we need you. We are insufficient without you. In mutuality, belonging is both a gift received and a gift given. There's comfort in being welcomed, but there's dignity in knowing that your arrival just shifted a group towards greater wholeness. And this is what we long for our values to do. This kind of the sense that we say, it's not about you being welcomed or accepted, but you're like, you're needed. We are more whole together. We look like a body functioning, more healthy together. And that together looks like living these values. And each of us living them differently, with nuance, but beautifully sharing, and expressing it for the good of each other and the world giving and receiving. And that's what we long to be. And that's what this covenant is about today. So we do invite you to participate if you're new, it's your first time. Um, I still invite you, it's not binding in any way. If you just would like to participate, feel free to. My word, you know, right? We think it's just good all around. And so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna read the covenant. We're gonna read the, each value in response. And then we're going to do a toast together, like you would at a you know at a cool event or a wedding of some kind. I don't know if it's a cool event that people toast at, but you know we're trying to celebrate here, you know. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna toast them as saying these are good, this is good, and so we're gonna do a toast. So there's seven, so you need to pace out your drink with seven drinks if you can and then one final one at the end. So we're gonna do, do eight together. So I invite you, would you stand up? Would you, you don't need your donut at the moment, but we'll take these, your sheet, and we're gonna read through them together, and then we're gonna to, to toast. And then we'll dismiss, we'll be done. And so here's the opening line. Having been brought as we trust by divine grace, to embrace the Lord Jesus Christ, and to give ourselves wholly to Him, we do now solemnly and joyfully covenant to live out these shared values with each other. That sounds really formal, didn't it? Everyone is a masterpiece. And If you want to read this with me, that'd be great. Each person is created in the image of God, entrusted with creative and spiritual gifts. We are each called upon to make a unique and humble contribution in the body of Christ. And the response, we covenant to discover, develop, and utilize our creative and spiritual gifts in service to the body of Christ while treating with dignity and respect both those within our community and those far from it. Hear, here, everyone is a masterpiece. hearing and doing at the heart of following jesus is hearing his words and then acting on them we believe that it is our birthright to hear from our good father and that life is more adventurous and robust when we say yes and respond to what we hear response we covenant to incline our ears to the voice of god to hide his word in our heart and to act in corresponding obedience. <laughs> yeah. All right, Greg, we're going to hear here to hearing and doing. Authentic community. We seek to be a people that God might dwell among, open, honest, accepting, welcoming, and non judgmental. We recognize that we are better together than apart. Response. We covenant to actively involve in community where we can learn how to deepen our connection to God and be open, honest, accepting, welcoming, and non-judgmental in all our relationships. To all the community. all of life is worship god is good in response to god's faithfulness we are compelled to respond with worship reverence and praise in all areas of our lives in work play study prayer giving and service response we covenant to enter fully into our worship gatherings and to acknowledge God's constant presence in our lives, giving thanks wherever we live, work, serve, and play. You're here to all life is worship. We're doing great. You're doing super. Love and action. God loves people. And so we love people we show God's love in the world through action born of compassion without judgment we seek to embody the love of Jesus Christ through tangible acts of kindness care and service to others in response we covenant to demonstrate God's love in the world through action born of compassion seeking without judgment to embody the love of jesus through tangible acts of kindness care and service hear here to love in action we are missionaries god is a missionary and invites us to join in his good work because of this we intentionally equip followers of jesus christ to participate in god's mission in neighborhoods networks and to the nation's response we covenant to respond faithfully to god's call serving as missionaries wherever we live work serve and play hear hear Hear, hear. to we are missionaries final one this is the new one mending the world God is mending the broken world through Jesus we join in God's work to bring justice reconciliation mercy and peace upon the earth until Jesus returns in ultimate triumph over brokenness response we covenant to join with God in the work of reconciliation bringing mercy peace and justice in our relationships into the world to mending the world we believe that god directs us in this this is not a burden or a weight it's the life of the spirit of jesus moving us into it so as we close do you have your donut and yet one more drink at least jesus took real food and real drink blessed god and offered it to us and saying oh there is life in me that there was life in the fullness of jesus and in our values and these statements that what we're declaring jesus there's life in you and jesus offers that life to us and the greatest demonstration of that life was the brokenness of his body that he was willing to give saying my love will even go to the extent of the brokenness of my body and the shedding of my love my blood for the forgiveness of sins and so i invite you together in this collective of following jesus may we eat and drink and bless god so god thank you for your body and your blood given for us and the life that we can have in you it is a mystery but it is a gift amen feel free to eat and drink and God bless you have a great Sunday if you want to sign that if you want to mark that covenant you certainly can um, we, we love it when when you do so if you're willing and you would like to just that it, it um, we don't not much we're gonna do with it but we just love to know hey I'm here I'm here and I'm locked with you so God bless you grab another donut if you have one you want to share with someone else have a great Sunday you can grab small group if you would like to get connected with other people relationally you can you can sign up there's still some more they're starting